Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about today. Of course, as always, we'll get into uh, the new bird flu outbreak in Peru that looks somewhat horrifying as, bunch as, as well as a bunch of other stuff. But I want to begin today with an exclusive from Band.Video, and that is the latest Reese report. The banking collapse has begun. Let's go now to this latest from Greg Reese. This week, Tucker Carlson exposed the masses to the January 6th hoax. In the Proud Boys trial, leaked chat logs from FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller revealed that she was ordered by her boss to destroy 338 items of evidence. Once this news broke days ago, the trial was halted. The investigation into Twitter has revealed that moderators were instructed to censor true posts which could fuel hesitancy. Former CDC head Robert Redfield has just testified that the NIH was conducting gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab in China. Politically, the tide is turning, and people all over the world are now rejecting the New World Order. The Central Bank of Nigeria launched their CBDC a little over a year ago, but the people rejected it. So early this year, the Nigerian banks emptied the ATM machines and closed their doors. This resulted in angry protests. The people attacked ATMs and blocked roads in multiple cities. The Bank of Lebanon has crashed. The Lebanese pound has fallen to an all-time low of 80,000 against the U.S. dollar. The people have taken to the streets. Banks have been set on fire. The rise in Fed rates has officially killed America's biggest lender, Silicon Valley Bank. The FDIC shutters Silicon Valley Bank. $152 billion of uninsured deposits are destroyed. The rise in Fed rates also killed Silvergate Capital. Several regional bank stocks have plummeted as a result of the Silicon Valley Bank and the Federal Reserve's rate hikes. The housing market is collapsing as well. The majority of commercial real estate loans are lent by small banks. Massive short bets are now happening in the commercial real estate market. The Federal Reserve Bank is taking down the housing market along with all regional banks, leaving only its vassals who will be distributing CBDCs as a solution. The financial experts are now recommending that people have food, gold and silver, and cash in their possession. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Here you go. That's the latest from Greg Reese. And of course, we'll get into all of the topics that he mentioned there, the continuing 
trouble over the banks, as well as the newest revelations from the CDC, as well as just, I mean, the, the gain of function research that went on with Dr. Fauci, as laid out by RFK Jr. We've got excess deaths across the entire world, and a few countries are actually investigating it and sharing their findings. Spoiler alert, it's the vaccine. The vaccine was a depopulation program, and we'll get into that as well. It is pretty horrifying. January 6th stuff to get to in addition to all of that, and so much more. We'll come back on the other side with your Daily Dispatch reminder. We are brought to you entirely by InfoWarsStore.com. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today to keep us on the air. It's the only way that it's the only way they can take us out. It's the only way that they can stop us. They can't stop us. You can stop us by not going to InfoWarsStore. We'll be right back with your daily dispatch. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's Tuesday, March 14th, the year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody All right, welcome together. back, ladies and gentlemen. This okay. is The American Journal coming to you live from the InfoWars studios. It is Tuesday, the 14th of March. It's Pi Day. It's pie day, everyone. Everyone eat some pie today. <laughs> 314, get it? <laughs> All right, that's enough jokes. Time to get down to business. Uh, lots and lots and lots of videos to show you today. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the show as well and trying to look forward into the future, seeing some very troubling signs coming out of just about every source of signals. I think, I think, uh, I think we might be headed towards world war. In a very real sense, against China and Russia, everything I'm seeing points to that, and we'll discuss throughout the show today, and of course, take your phone calls. So let's not waste any more time. Get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. Explosion of sea lion deaths in Peru amid deadly bird flu outbreak. Personnel from the National Forest and Wild Fauna Service checks uh, sea lion. Thousands of sea lions have died in Peru amid an outbreak of bird flu, according to Peru's National Services of Protected Areas by the state. Avian flu, known as H5N1, is spread across multiple species in the countries. An initial outbreak among birds was first reported in late November 2022, uh, November 2022 along the Peruvian coast. CERNAP which is the uh, that protected area by the state service, has now reported at least 63,000 dead birds due to the virus as well as a rising number of deaths in other species. Now, we've reported on this since it first reared its ugly head. It could be very different than coronavirus as this particular strain of bird flu has upwards of 50 or even 60% rate of death for those infected. And, of course, this very strain of bird flu was a part of a gain-of-function research program that was working to make it able to infect mammals. We'll report on that a little bit more later in the show. But, yeah, they're probably going to do it again. They're probably going to do it again. Maybe they're just waiting until they get the pandemic treaty signed to release this particular pandemic, but they're going to do it again. 
Meanwhile, shocking study out of Australia shows up to a 26-fold increase in excess mortality in 2021 and 2022, consistent with American insurance company findings. A preprint study published in February 2023 by Dr. Wilson Tsai shows an incredible analysis of excess mortality data in Australia. Based on his research and analysis of the data, Dr. Tsai concluded that there was an excess death rate in 2021 that is seven-fold higher than 2020 and 14-fold higher than in 2022. The 2022 data was only available up to September 2022. Tsai, Dr. Tsai predicts that in the final months of 2022, it could amount to a 19-fold increase overall for that year. Yes, you heard that right. Seven-fold and potentially 19-fold increase in excess mortality in 2021 and 2022, respectively, over 2020. 2020, of course, being the year of the pandemic prior to the introduction of vaccines. Again, we'll also return to this story a little bit later, and we'll show you a video of one of the announcements of that uh, Japan has made, the government of Japan. If you remember, back in January, Japan announced that they would be investigating the excess deaths, the reports of excess deaths, and hopefully coming to some sort of conclusion as to what's causing it. Well, they're starting to announce those initial findings. And spoiler alert, it's the vaccine. It's a depopulation program, and it's killing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people across the globe. But this is just the beginning, as it is a soft kill weapon. And the cancers and various uh, you know, immune system uh, compromising viruses that it will cause will lead to higher excess deaths across the world for the foreseeable future. Again, we'll show you that video later in the show. Meanwhile, from the Gateway Pundit, an important free speech case begins today. Pro-Trumper Doug Mackey faces 10 years in prison over a satirical tweet. Back in January of 2021, the Gateway Pundit reported on pro-Trump meme maker Ricky Vaughn who we now know to be Doug Mackey, being indicted just days after Joe Biden took over the White House. Mackey was an anonymous Twitter user who regularly posted political memes, poking fun at or calling out then-presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Today marks the beginning of his trial over a century-old law that has never been applied to free speech. In the run-up to the 2016 election, Mackey posted a satirical meme telling Clinton voters that they could vote for Clinton by texting Hillary to a certain phone number. This is absurd to think it could be taken seriously, considering there's never been a discussion about voting by phone in the, 2020, six, uh, the 2016 election run-up. And using whatever vice one would, could, uh, would view Mackey's tweet through could easily be used to affirm that there's no such thing as vote by phone. But an overzealous DOJ took up the case five years later in 2021, days after Biden occupied the White House, and now Mackey is facing up to 10 years in prison. The original tweet as it was posted. Oh, well, no, no, here it is. Now, now we have to go to jail. Now the Gateway Pundit has to go to jail. We're posting the meme. We're doing the illegal speech. Avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. Ten years in prison for posting this meme with hashtag I'm with her, hashtag go Hillary, even though his profile picture is a dude in a MAGA hat. And I'm sure anybody could go. I mean, is this type of thing like, when you get sued, you have to show damages. Like, did anybody fall for this? Do they have witnesses that actually thought they voted by phone and were not able to vote for Hillary Clinton? Of course not. Of course not. It was a joke. Everybody knew it was a joke. Nobody thought it was real. But the DOJ is trying to send a man to prison for 10 years for posting a meme on the Internet. 
Mackey at the time in 2016 had more influence on Twitter, apparently, than CNN, NBC, and the Colbert Report, according to a Substack article by Paulos. This deduction by Paulos likely came from a criminal complaint in which the Eastern District of New York cited an MIT Media Lab report that ranked Mackey's account as the 107th most important influencer of the then-upcoming election, ranking it higher than widely known outlets and individuals such as NBC News, Stephen Colbert, and Newt Gingrich. The report also states that Mackey had just over 58,000 followers at the time. So that's like nothing. That's like not even that big of a account, honestly, 58,000. That's like a mid-range account. But obviously, memes are what swayed the 2016 election. Unironically, they really did. So meme warfare, 10 years in prison for a silly meme, the destruction of our constitutional republic in real time continues at a pace. Meanwhile, j- just like just like always, I was complaining about it yesterday. It's like we got all of this crap to deal with, and we have a lot of you know good things going on as well. I like the uh, Greg Reese report there, where it's like truth about January six coming out, truth about the vaccine is coming out, truth about the lab leak of COVID is coming out, and time to put all that to the side because now the banks are collapsing and we have to deal with. That for the moment. Just another example of that. Biden executive order will increase background checks to buy guns. President Biden is expected to sign an executive order on Tuesday aiming to increase the number of background checks to buy guns, promote better and more secure firearms storage, and ensure U.S. law enforcement agencies are getting the most out of a bipartisan gun control law enacted last summer. Yes, just when you thought it was it was safe to, you know, ignore this particular topic. Suddenly, they're passing executive orders about gun control as they increasingly square off against the American people and our constitutionally guaranteed rights. Finally, we have this. China's Xi to hold talks with Zelensky after meeting Putin. The closely watched and controversial plans of President uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping to visit President Vladimir Putin in Russia is taking shape quickly, with Russia, with Reuters reporting Monday will happen next week, citing unnamed sources. If accurate, this will be a much earlier timetable than previously expected following a December 30th video call between Putin and Xi, wherein the invitation to fight Moscow was initially made. According to the Moscow Times, Xi, who secured an unprecedented third term in office last week, had been expected to travel to Moscow in April or early May. They're both keeping mum on the topic of their meeting. But it'll likely happen soon. You know, it'll be like it'll be like when uh, Hitler met with Stalin. What happened after that again? It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023, and the world is an insane place. World War III has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsTore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, or the great reset in the war for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsTore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsTore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsTore. 
Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsTore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsTore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we have a lot of videos to get to. Biden just being totally brain dead. He took a, a brief moment. To actually respond to a uh, journalist shouted question, he just responded to a, a different question than the one that the journalist asked. Okay, pretty interesting. Just insane. We actually also have video of the thousand or more migrants swarming the El Paso border. We covered that story yesterday, but now we have the uh, video to talk about it. We also have, of course, the video from Japan about. From the government, talking about the huge number of excess deaths in that country following the rollout of the vaccine, far, far higher than anything during the uncontrolled spread of COVID the virus. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about today. Lots of, lots and lots of stuff to talk about today. But let's talk about this from CNN. Explosion of sea lion deaths in Peru amid deadly bird flu outbreak. Now, we've covered this story about the bird flu in Peru for a little while. We've been keeping an eye on it. It was it's sort of one of the one of the candidates for the next big world manipulating virus. You got the Marburg virus, you've got monkeypox. That was kind of a dud. It turned out to be a gay STD and embarrassing to talk about once it started infecting dogs and little kids. So they moved on from that. Of course, the strangest thing about that case was the fact that the monkeypox vaccine was literally tested on the wider public when people went to get the vaccine they signed a release stating that they were part of a experimental program pretty interesting stuff but uh, this is kind of terrifying explosion of sea lion deaths in peru amid deadly bird flu outbreak thousands of sea lions have died in peru amid an outbreak of bird flu according to peru's national service of protected areas by the state Avian flu, known as H5N1, has spread across multiple species in the country. An initial outbreak amongst birds was first reported in late November 2022 along the Peruvian coast. Cernap has now reported at least 63,000 dead birds due to the virus, as well as a rising number of deaths in other species. At least 3,487 sea lions have been found dead due to the virus, according to the agency. Over 3% of Peru's sea lion population has also recorded five fur seal deaths 
related or linked to bird flu. Again, that is just an absolutely massive number of sea lions, over 3,487. Since late 2022, scientists have have detected this virus in more than 100 species of wild birds like ducks, seagulls, geese, hawks, and owls in the U.S., where cases have also been identified amongst bears, foxes, bobcats, raccoons, bears, and dolphins. They listed bears twice. It's okay. It's CNN. You don't expect high level of editorial consistency there. There have also been a handful of human cases. World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adhanom, whatever, said last month that the risk to humans remains low, but added, we cannot assume that will remain the case. Now, you can't assume that. You can't assume that at all, especially when you're doing gain-of-function program uh, and research to make it specifically able to infect humans. Then you really can't write it off. Here's an exclusive from science.org. I believe this was back in 2019 or so. If we can find the actual story, I think it said it there. But exclusive, controversial experiments that could make bird flu more risky poised to resume. Controversial lab studies that modify bird flu viruses in ways that could make them more risky to humans will soon resume after being on hold for more than four years. Science Insider has learned the last year U.S. government review panel quietly approved experiments proposed by two labs that were previously considered so dangerous that federal officials had imposed unusual top-down moratorium on such research. One of the projects has already received funding from the National Institute of Health, NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID, in Bethesda, Maryland, and will start in a few weeks. The other still awaiting funding. Again, I think this was – when is this article from? I think it was from 2019. 19, yeah. So this was all the way back in 2019, three years ago. The outcome may not satisfy scientists who believe certain studies that take aim to make pathogens more potent or more likely to spread in mammals are so risky they should be limited or even banned. Yeah, I'd go with banned. Again, what is the benefit from this? Why would you want to do this exactly? What would be the purpose of this? Artificially altering a disease to make it able to infect types of animals that it wasn't able to infect previously. What, what is the market for that, right? Ostensibly, it's for vaccines, which you wouldn't need if you didn't create the virus in the first place. And this is just straight up mad scientist stuff here. Of course, this has gone on for a long time. And it also, pardon the pun, but dovetails with the claims from Russia that experiments taking place in the Ukraine bioweapons labs, which we know exist thanks to the admission by Deputy Secretary of State Victoria Newland, and what the Russians claimed was that the experiments would infect wild birds with bird flu, send them across border as they migrate, and then their droppings or their interaction with farm animals would wipe out the food supply of a of a country, or could be, you know, programmed to be able to infect mammals, and then you have a flock flying, you know, flock of biological weapons turning geese into bombers essentially robert kennedy jr went on the jimmy Dore show and explained in no uncertain terms exactly how dr anthony fauci had been doing this exact type of research for a very long time let's go down to clip number 13 the pentagon was very worried about actually launching a full-blown bioweapons arms race 
Because they said nobody, you know, this is very sketchy. The Patriot Act, you know, exemptions are very sketchy and people don't even know about it. And so they didn't want to do it. So they took the money that Cheney gave them, $2.2 billion, and they funneled it through NIH. And it all went through Anthony Fauci. So beginning in 2002, Anthony Fauci got a 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons development. And he got a raise of billions of dollars a year to do it. And then he started building, doing. that's when they started doing all this gain of function. And then in 2014, three of those bugs escaped in high profile escapes from different labs in the United States. Fauci built all these new labs at BU at Galveston to do the to do his shenanigans. And so four or three of the bugs escaped and they, they received publicity and they had smallpox and a lot of really bad things. And then Congress held hearings on it. Everybody was angry. These bugs escaped and 300 scientists, top scientists, sent letters to Obama saying you've got to shut down Anthony Fauci because he's going to create a pandemic. And so Obama ordered a moratorium. And at that time, Fauci had 18 different uh, gain-of-function experiments he was doing around the United States. But uh, Obama ordered him to shut them all down, but he didn't. He instead moved his stuff offshore to Wuhan, where he could do it out of sight of these 300 scientists and nosy White House officials who were trying to shut him down. And they continued to do it with Ralph Barrick, the same people he was funding here, Ralph Barrick and Peter Dayzak, and they moved their operations to the Wuhan lab. And then they released COVID on purpose as part of the Great Reset Scheme. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a 1,000 left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I want to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or Give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're going to stick on this story for a moment. The fact that the H5N1 bird flu virus that has been the subject of -of gain-of-function research has already killed tens of thousands of birds in Peru and has now killed thousands, 3%, actually, of the entire population of sea lions in that country and apparently has infected 
wild animals here in America as well, meaning that it has taken on some aspect of the virus that makes it able to infect mammals, not just birds, and should be horrifying because the death rate of this particular virus has been shown in birds to be upwards of 60%. So we do a little do a little jumping around through time here now as we return to this story from 2019. The headline from science.org is controversial experiments that could make bird flu more risky, poised to resume. And it goes over some of the same information that RFK Jr. just mentioned there, saying the HHS committee has approved the same type of work uh, that set off the Fuhrer eight years ago. That's uh, The grant was the same one on H5N1 that was paused in 2014. It includes identifying mutations in H5N1 that allowed to be transmitted by respiratory droplets in ferrets. He shared a list of reporting requirements that appear to reflect new HHS review criteria. For example, he must immediately notify NIAID if he identifies an H5N1 strain that is both able to spread via respiratory droplets in ferrets and is highly pathogenic, or if it develops an EPPP that is resistant to antiviral drugs. Under the HHS framework, the grant now specifies reporting timelines and who he must notify at the NIAID and his university. Fauci's proposed uh, Fauciers, I don't know how to pronounce but it's not Fauci, it's a different guy with a gayer name. Uh, proposed project are part of a contract led by virologist at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York City. They include identifying molecular changes that make flu viruses more virulent and mutations that emerge when H5N1 is passaged through ferrets. And again, this is sort of the similar type of gain-of-function research that Project Veritas exposed was being done at Pfizer. They say, well, it's not gain-of-function research, we just let it mutate multiple times in a particular type of animal and see what type of mutations come out of it. It's like, well, that's that's gain-of-function research under a different name. You're playing rhetorical games with what could potentially be a world-ending pathogen. Again, maybe they're, maybe they're waiting for the big panic until they release the pandemic treaty, but this is looking somewhat horrifying. And so, this again, this story was all the way back in 2019 – where they laid this out and talked about the fact that this exact virus, H5N1, was the subject of -of gain-of-function research. And then we can jump to June 2021, where the Gateway Pundit has this story revealed. Federal government funneled $123 million, and Pentagon funneled $39 million to Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, the group that funded coronavirus research in Wuhan. It's an important thing to mention because it's a little bit different if you have – Health and Human Services funding some sort of research ostensibly for vaccine purposes versus when you have the Pentagon funding research. Pentagon doesn't really do vaccines. Pentagon does warfare. So this was a bioweapon that was being created and may have been loosed as we speak in Peru. And again, I, I, I worry that our experience with the coronavirus – pandemic and the just utter fraud that was perpetrated on everybody will lead to people sort of assuming that the same thing is going to happen. But what if this time they release a virus that actually is hugely deadly, right? Coronavirus, except for elderly and people with pre-existing conditions, had a survival rate of something like 99.998%. It was essentially the flu. 
many cases was actually the flu. But what if it has a death rate of 50 or 60 percent and people have been basically trained by the government to go, yeah, every, all their restrictions are nonsense. We don't need any of this. Like what happens What happens when, when it's real? What happens when it's real but for the last two years the fake pandemic has been used to destroy the economy and – bring about all these control mechanisms. See, it's not – in this case even, it wouldn't be the fault of the people who are disbelieving the government. It's the fault of the government for acting so horrifically untrustworthy, for taking such a serious thing like a global pandemic and using it as a weapon against the American people. Obviously, now people are going to have massive amounts of suspicion when it comes to all of your directives. So next time there's an actual pandemic that's actually deadly and will actually kill a lot of people because you were so aggressively dishonest during the COVID pandemic, most people are rightfully not going to believe you this time. I mean, it is literally the boy who cried wolf, 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 and it's sort of a dangerous thing to have coming down the pipe. So, I hope that we can hope that we can learn our lessons from last time. Hopefully the you know World Health Organization and the the Event 201 crowd maybe this time instead of just using a not deadly virus, allowing it to spread all over the world and then utilizing it, taking advantage of it to force people into a psychological vice from which they can be taken advantage of. Maybe this time you'll do something like isolate the area, quarantine specifically just the people that are affected by it, issue actual appropriate directives on how to deal with this sort of thing. But I'm not holding my breath. Again, we've seen that that's not what they're going to do. We actually saw it with monkeypox where you had a monkeypox outbreak from one gay orgy, literally. We can't even make this up. It's like one island – a bunch of people went to for some sort of weird sex party. Then they all got monkeypox. And obviously, the correct thing to do there, that anybody would tell you, would be, okay, identify everybody who was there and isolate them for the time being. Make their lives a little bit inconvenient. Sorry, got to spend a couple weeks in lockdown so, you know, it doesn't spread all over the world and force the entire economy into a massive recession and reshape the very nature of human interaction for the foreseeable future. Sorry, you have to take that burden on because you've been exposed to monkeypox because of your irresponsible sexual activities. Sorry, that's just the way that it is. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that obvious thing that they could have done. No, instead they issued a vaccine and warned everybody as if everybody was at the same risk. So – it's like not only do we have the way COVID was handled when it really wasn't that big of a deal but was played up to be that big of a deal, and then they did things like sent people into nursing homes to drive up the death rates to make it seem scarier than it was, and they take advantage of that and, and you know implement all of the control mechanisms that they wanted to do anyway. And then we have sort of the follow-up to that, which would be monkeypox, which would be like, Okay, it's happening again. Have we learned our lesson? And we got a firm and resounding no. We haven't learned our lesson. We're going to do just as many completely ridiculous, unnecessary, and ineffective things as we did last time. So 
our our leadership is not learning their lesson. They are not, you know, taking what happened in the past and altering how they're going to behave in the future. They are just interested in using these things to progress their already far, far too along agenda. Now, we might might just stick with this topic uh, for the final segment here as we talk about the massive, just unrelenting excess deaths that are coming about as a consequence of the vaccine program on the other side. But I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Everything we do here is brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. We were first on coronavirus. We were first on H5N1. We will continue to be first as long as you continue to go to InfoWarsStore.com and keep us on the air. Turmeric toothpaste has an introductory price of less than $13, just $12.95 for this brand new Dr. Jones's natural non-fluoride turmeric toothpaste. You got to buy toothpaste from somebody, folks. Why not know that your purchase goes towards fighting the new world order? The fight against the new world order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals, turmeric toothpaste, and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We still have so much to talk about, so many stories to show you. We, We have, or the videos to show you, rather, we have video of the thousand plus migrants storming across the El Paso border, obliterating any talking point that this is anything less than a full-on invasion of the United States. New body cam footage showing Jacob Chansley, aka the QAnon shaman, 
Which, by the way, all of our viewers knew everything that has been revealed about Jacob Chansley a long time ago when we talked about the documentary Q sent me. It's available on My Free Movies that uh, talked about all of this. Trump also gave a massive speech last night where he talked about the destruction of the deep state, made some hilarious claims about transgenderism. We'll go to some of those if we can in just a little bit. A lot of stuff about the supposed, the so-called war on domestic terror. In other words, the open domestic tyranny. And of course, you've got World War III building up. In a number of different ways, we can talk about that as well. I also just have a stack of stories. I just want to. I just want to joke about. I just want to laugh at all of this. But we'll stick to some of the more serious topics for the remainder of this hour, and open up the phone lines in the next hour before we get down to some of the more serious topics. I just wanted to make sure I had all of the all of the virus stories out because, good lord. Good Lord, folks. We covered this story in the Daily Dispatch, but shocking study out of Australia shows up to a 26-fold increase in excess mortality in 2021 and 2022, consistent with American insurance company findings. Preprint study published in February 2023 by Dr. Wilson Tsai shows an incredible analysis of excess mortality data in Australia, seven-fold higher in 2021 than 2020, and 14-fold higher in 2022 but that was with incomplete data. Once the full data is available, they expect it could amount to a 19-fold increase overall for that particular year. The study backed by Bradford Hill Analysis has shown that more injections administered to reduce the pandemic had the opposite effect of causing more excess deaths to increase the pandemic. The very large excess deaths observed from data imply that mortality risk-benefit ratio from COVID injections is very high. That is, the harm or risk realized has far outweighed any benefit from COVID injections. It's, it's basically undeniable at this point that the COVID vaccine program is not just ineffective. It was the opposite of effective. It was deadly. Again, you can speculate as to whether that's on purpose or not. We're going to go ahead and take the stance of, of course, it was on purpose. We've been telling you this since a year before the vaccine even emerged. So to me, that this is obvious. This is all obvious. Japan is also investigating this. They started investigating this in January. I was actually just looking at the story yesterday. I was going back over some of the stories from this year, and one of the main ones was Japan announcing that they were going to do a little bit of investigation into what was causing the excess deaths that were already noticeable in that country and in most countries that had extremely high vaccination rates. So let's go now to clip number nine. Here is the government of Japan being urged to tell the truth about the huge number of vaccine injuries and excess deaths. Let's watch. He says the number of deaths in Japan has been on the rise continuously. Please take a look at this panel. As you can see from this panel, the dramatic increase in the number of deaths is quite obvious. Last year, the number of deaths in 2022 exceeded 1.58 million, the highest number since World War II. 
Compared to 2021, the number of deaths has increased. Uh, compared to, number to 2020, the number of deaths has increased by a staggering number of 210,000. COVID did not cause so many more deaths. There must be other factors, like vaccines. I wonder how the government is analyzing this problem. Actually, Japan has been flooded with people complaining or feeling ill after receiving the COVID vaccine. I've been carefully monitoring the system of reporting illnesses suspected to be caused by adverse reactions to the COVID vaccine. But we wonder if this system is functioning properly. Just in the reported cases alone, there have been as many as 2,001 cases of suspected vaccine injury deaths. In my firm's investigation alone, there were approximately 260 cases in which the doctor in charge reported that there was probably a link between the vaccine and the death. Then, according to the health minister, there are 52 cases where a pathologist has performed an autopsy and reported that there is a link between the vaccine and the death. 52 cases. Yet, only one case has been found to have a causal relationship between the vaccine and death. Amazingly, even though there are more than 2,000 people who have died after vaccination, more than 99% of these deaths cannot be evaluated due to allegedly insufficient information. There have already been 2,000 deaths. Further, pathologists in charge have autopsied the uh, victims. The pathologists found that the vaccine, uh, there have been so many reports from that yet, only one case has been found to have a causal relationship between the vaccine and death. Under such circumstances, how can a vaccine risk be properly assessed under these circumstances? I wonder how much more information is needed when the pathologist has done an autopsy and determined that there is a link between the vaccine and death. In other words, there are many suspicious cases where vaccines are probably the cause of death, but if all of them are determined to have no known causal link, the real risk will be overlooked. For example, a man in his 30s died three days after receiving the second dose of the vaccine. The cause of death was myocarditis. Myocarditis is a commonly recognized as a typical adverse reaction caused by the COVID vaccine. Furthermore, as a result of the autopsy, doctors concluded that there was a link between the vaccine and the death. Even in such an obvious case, the evaluation committee made up a group of amateur academics paid for by the government declared that they could not evaluate causation due to the lack of information. Last week, a group of bereaved families who lost family members as a result of vaccination held a press conference. Uh, Mutusuku Suda, who lost her husband, told the government uh, must tell the public the truth about the danger, uh, the danger part of the vaccine from a neutral viewpoint. The number of people of reported adverse reactions caused by vaccination at the present, the type of cases, the bereaved families' opinions, extremely appropriate. As I mentioned earlier, I consider that it is extremely unusual to have reports of more than 2,000 deaths after vaccination. In the case of the flu vaccine, only seven deaths were reported in 2021 through a similar system. Seven, seven versus 2,000. According to our calculations, the percentage of reported deaths after the COVID vaccine is more than 38 times higher in comparison with the flu vaccine. Just absolutely mind-boggling. So there you go. Maybe we'll actually have some you know, decent information out of Japan about this. If we have time, yeah, now we can go to clip number 12 here. This is Professor Retsif Levy explaining why you should be very worried about the multi-year 
excess, excess mortality that we're seeing across the globe, specifically in places where the vaccine program had most success. What you see from the clinical trial, which is the best, highest quality evidence, you see that there is a clear prediction that if you launch these vaccines to the broad population that is repre- was represented in the clinical trials, you are likely to see more harm than benefits. Now, fast forward, when we look on population level data over 2021 and even over 2022, we see excess mortality in most developed countries. Uh, This includes the US, UK, Europe, Israel, right? That is increasing from 2020 to 2021 and then increasing even further from 2021 to 2022, which is a very rare event. People have to understand what is excess mortality. Excess mortality is the comparison between the observed number of deaths compared to what you would expect. And typically when you look on data like this, it it usually goes in some ups and downs, right? Because if you had a bad year when you had excess mortality, the pool of people that are likely to die has shrank, right? So in the next year, in all likelihood, you're not gonna see excess mortality. But here you see three years of excess mortality and it's going up and, and even, it's not only excess mortality, excess mortality magnitude is going up. And now you have to ask yourself, what is causing that, right? When you look on the pattern of increase, they are very, very temporally correlated with the vaccine vaccine campaigns and the timing of the different vaccine campaigns. So that should make you ve- at least very worried. Yeah, at least, at least very worried. And again, you can just see from this chart from Australia, the year that the virus was spreading in an uncontrolled fashion, you had actually lower deaths in the year before only to be followed by massive increases year over year. And you can actually see the trend begins not when the virus is released, but when the vaccine gets released. This is uh, basically January 1st of 2021, right when the vaccine hit. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great physio magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. 
do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of -of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. So, in your expert opinion, was the Wuhan Institute conducting gain-of-function research on coronaviruses? Thank you. Dr. Redfield, did you agree, in your opinion, with Dr. Anderson's assessment at the time that this virus did look engineered? It was very disconcerting to me. It looked like this virus was engineered. In one sentence, can you provide a definition of -of gain-of-function research? I think it's to take a pathogen and try to increase one of two things or both, to increase its transmissibility or its pathogenicity. Has gain-of-function stopped a pandemic, in your opinion? No, on the contrary, I think it probably caused the greatest pandemic our world has seen. If you had asked me all this stuff a year ago about the corruption that's going on, I would have said, you're crazy. There's no way that there could be this level of corruption in government. You shouldn't listen to Infowars and Bandot video because that's all nonsense. And, you know, you shouldn't pay attention to any of this stuff. <laughs> and now I've, I've, um, it's been very evident. Uh, to me uh, that all of these people who are who are being labeled as misinformation spreaders, I mean, they're the guys telling the truth. There are many thousands of physicians who have been silenced from telling the American people the good news about the situation, that we can manage the virus. The true misinformation spreaders are the CDC and the public health officials. This remains a, a pandemic, pandemic of the unvaccinated. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. The only people you can blame. This isn't shaming. This is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed. Are the unvaccinated? This, this is, is a situation, situation of an, an outbreak and a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Dr. Fauci's probably done more good for the world than all of us in this room combined. I mean, Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th, where you claimed that the NIH? never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. We now know that Fauci-funded EcoHealth Alliance, a New York-based nonprofit headed by Peter Daszak, was absolutely engaged in gain-of-function research to make chimeric SARS-based coronaviruses, which they confirmed could infect human cells. And the worst part, all the people going along and being lab rats for these heartless megacorporations... It is truly incredible. If only people had the entire story that the COVID shots are not conventional vaccines. There are plenty of examples of people that are having very serious medical conditions that result from the vaccination. When the convulsion started, I knew it had to be from the vaccine. Due to this vaccine, I don't even know if I'll gain full movement in my leg back. One of their high school football players died. He had two blood clots inside his brain, another on the outside of his brain. The hardest thing was I let him get that shot. (laughs) I got the vaccine. We need help. All right, folks, that is the latest from Darren McBreen. You can find on InfoWars and Band.Video. Wanted, Fauci must face prosecution. And honestly, we have a lot of other stuff. We have the border and the war to talk about, but... 
We're going to stick on COVID for a little while longer. It's, it's just been a big COVID day, and we have more videos to show you. I'm going to try to explain, you know, why it's important that everybody understand the totality of what happened here so we can prevent it from happening. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. You know, I hate to spend so much time on this one topic when we have so much other stuff to discuss. Obviously, the the banking collapse, everything is is sort of spiraling out of control right now. I truly do believe that the deep state and the powers that be are ramping up for World War III. They have no interest in stopping it. They're preparing for it, and I think they're getting a little bit worried about whether they're actually prepared for such a conflict or if all of their undermining of the strength of the West over the last little while is going to make even waging a conflict like that uh, untenable now. Like I think the people of America have felt such disdain for the government from the government and feel so victimized and despised by those in power that they're worried of like, well, if we launch World War III and ask these people to fight for us, they're just going to fight us, right? If you're given the option, hey, you're being drafted, you're either going to join you know, the, the, the Globo Homo legions and march under a rainbow flag, or you can fight us, right? I mean, it's like you have to fight somebody. We say we want you to fight China. Are you going to fight China or are you going to fight the people demanding that you go fight and die for them? I think they're a little bit worried about that, and I think they're making changes to contend with that possibility. So I do want to get into that, but I just still have so much more to discuss with COVID, and not just, you know, it's not something that we should just mention and go, well, excess mortality, gee, that's probably the vaccine, moving on. It's like you've got to understand what happened here. You've got to understand the totality of it and how all of this, you know, interplays with one another. I talked yesterday a little bit about, I referred to it as a fractal. I don't know if I express myself very well, and I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time getting into it here. But there is just this phenomenon that you see the similarities between things that shouldn't really have any similarities, right? I was thinking about this, and the reason I wanted to even talk about, like, how do you see the grand conspiracy as a whole? It's like there's got to be something. There's got to be a through line. There's got to be a connecting aspect between well here's what i'll say why is it if i know your stance on transgenderism i probably also know your stance on the war in ukraine why is that why would that be they have nothing to do with one another and yet it i can pretty much do it with like a 99 percent correct you know guess why is it if I can tell your stance on your vaccine, I can probably tell your stance on illegal immigration. What is it that combines all of these things? Why do we keep seeing the same thing over and over in different forms? And with Anthony Fauci, the story that we covered and that RFK, was, RFK Jr. was discussing, it just reminds me of what's happened on a wider scale to the entire society. That is, you've got 
Anthony Fauci doing gain-of-function research, various labs around the country. It's proven to be unsafe when you have multiple leaks in 2014 causing a big you know, scare and, and forcing the government to act. And instead of adhering to the restrictions that are placed on American scientists, they offshore it to China. And it's just, it's just exactly the same process that takes place in the manufacturing world where the American government says, all right, you've got you've to do certain things to deal with the pollution. You've got to pay people a certain amount. You've got to treat people a certain way. You've got to give your workers insurance and all this sort of stuff. And the companies, instead of adhering to those restrictions, they offshore to China. It's like there's a similarity between these things that is just like metaphysical. It's very weird how these things happen over and over and over again, how there's this like spirit of like sticking to the letter of the law but ignoring the spirit of the law, right? The spirit of the law is, hey, what you're doing is dangerous. It's You could release a pandemic on the world. You shouldn't be doing this, and it's our responsibility as government to stop you from doing this. And what they hear is, you're not allowed to do it. Go to China. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I'll go to China and do it. I'll go take advantage of that system instead. And it's just, I don't know. There's this weird continuity between all of this. So anyway, let's get back to some of what's been discovered about the excess deaths. Again, I just want to point out, highlight this. I know I mentioned it before, but it really is stark and apparent. And it's the type of thing that like, if you're just a thinking human being, you should not be able to just ignore or write this off. It's another aspect of the liberal conspiracy called liberal rhetorical alchemy, where they're, I don't know how they're able to just ignore things that they know to be true or have this visceral reaction early on when it's like, when we're like, hey, it may be a lab leak. And they're like, well, no, no, it can't be a lab. It can't be a lab leak. If it's a lab leak, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That means it was built, it was made by someone. It means my tax dollars paid for it. It means it may not have been a leak at all and it may have been released. No, no, I can't even, I can't even believe that. It's not true. It was a natural release. And then like two years, three years later, it comes out that it was a lab leak and they're just like, oh yeah, that's fine. We knew the whole time. It's like, I don't know what's happening in your brain, but we've got to get over that. We all have to get over it. You have to get over it for the sake of all of us really is what it is. So You've got to get over your inability to just see reality and then contend with it and actually fold it into your understanding of the world around you. We've got to get over that. So here is the excess deaths from Australia. You see 2019 was actually fairly high. 2020, the year that the COVID virus ran unencumbered through the population, especially in places like Australia that was much closer to China and got the virus much early on, you actually only saw excess deaths a little over 1,500 excess deaths. A little over 1,500 excess deaths in 2020. By 2021, those excess deaths jumped to 10,000. And in 2022, the first nine months of that jumped to 22,000. And the estimated full 2022 excess death count was upwards of 30,000. So... You know, a little less than 30 times higher than the year that the virus just ran unencumbered through the population. And again, you know, I mentioned this, but really look at it. Really focus on it, right? You've got up and down for excess deaths as the year goes on, and you have this noticeable, obvious spike. And that occurred starting, like this line here, is the 31st of December 2020. So the, the virus had already been 
burning its way through the population for a year. We didn't see any spike during that year. It was only once the vaccines were introduced that you saw this massive spike, this upward trend that continued and continues to this day. They talk about moving the goalpost in the way that they calculate data. As again, they're not trying to come to a conclusion about reality. They're trying to manipulate information to the best of their ability. And let's talk about what that looks like. Oh, we'll get we'll get into the video on the other side because we do have to do this. There's also a video on Infowars.com. German health minister admits government is aware of vast number suffered severe COVID vaccine injury. Health minister Karl Lauterbach went on national TV and admitted the federal government is aware of widespread injuries attributed to the COVID vaccine. In a interview with ZDF, uh, Haut journalists. Journal Saturday, Lauterbach acknowledged he's aware the jabs have caused victims severe disabilities and permanent injuries for which the government has attempted to financially compensate them. He says, first of all, what's happened to these people is absolutely dismaying. Every single case is one too many. Lauterbach responded when asked to speak about vaccine injured people. He says, I honestly feel very sorry for these people. There are severe disabilities and some of them will be permanent. So it's hard. What we do as a state is that the health insurance companies pay the treatment cost and, well, the federal states bear support costs if support is necessary. But, in fact, we have problems on both sides because we don't have the drugs for treating them. These are being feverishly researched. The entitlement benefits is also very bureaucratically tied up, so I do understand the people who are complaining here. And, again, it's just like, what? What type of response is this? What type of insane psychopaths are running not just our country but every Western country? Where it's like, oh, the vaccine program that you mandated, the vaccine that you forced on people, has caused people massive disabilities and lifelong problems and killed tons of people. And they're just like, yeah, well, I mean, the insurance companies are working on new drugs to deal with that. And it's just like, no, no, no. You're a mass murderer. What do you not get about this? This is your fault and you have to be punished for this. Stop talking about the insurance company and payments. Ladies and gentlemen. We have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. Dr. Jones Naturals Tumor Toothpaste that just came into stock. And I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth, is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils, it is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWorkStore.com, Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form, and we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. 
It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're going to wrap up our discussion of COVID-19 by going all the way back to the beginning in this segment. Then we're going to move on to some more topics and give out the phone number and take your calls about all of this. Again, part of me is like, oh, I, I shouldn't spend half the show on this one topic. The other half of me goes, well, it's a mass murder campaign that's still ongoing across the entire world and is a key aspect to the greater New World Order Great Reset conspiracy. So if anything's worth paying attention to, it's this. We'll get to some of the – get to all the other stories uh, later as well, all the other big ones, including the uh, World War Three incoming stuff as well. But let's finish up with a few videos here. This one from Infowars.com on the – front page today german health minister admits government aware of vast number of severe covid vaccine injuries now this was posted on twitter by an international user and the way they edited it is a little choppy but we'll go ahead and watch this and really dig into what exactly is being said in this video Uh, let's watch now this is german health minister karl lauterbach on national tv being questioned about permanent vaccine injuries He says, why did you, Mr. Lauterbach, still claim in the summer of 2021 that the vaccination was free of side effects? And he says, well, that was an exaggeration that I once made in a failed tweet, but it was not fundamentally my attitude. So the vaccinations outweigh the benefits. It's one in 10,000 is the frequency of serious side effects. Lawsuits are pending in Bavaria that day, also against the vaccine manufacturers. Again, this video is kind of um, chopped up here, but you can almost just see this guy like panicking. He's just like, oh, well, I, I mean, j- j- sure, I, that was a lie, but it was, a, it was an accidental lie. I didn't mean to lie there. You just have to think about how they dealt with so-called medical misinformation. That was him just blatantly lying. That was him just putting out a tweet that just said, there are no side effects. And now he's being questioned about it, and it's like, but there are obviously massive side effects. You're admitting to that now, so what was that tweet about? And he was like, well, that was an exaggeration. It was an exaggeration. No, it was a lie. It was a blatant, open lie to trick people into getting something that you knew to be unsafe, or at least you didn't know to be safe. So, again, just the way that, like, fake media, fake news, disinformation is treated, it's like in one direction, if you say, hey, my friend got a vaccine and then he was injured, they would remove you because even though it was the truth, it might encourage vaccine hesitancy So they were going to remove you, even though what you were saying was the truth. Meanwhile, the government is putting out blatant, open, known lies, and they stay up because they encourage people to get the dangerous and deadly and ineffective vaccine. And they're still clinging on to it and saying things like the vaccine really does help protect against serious illness and often reduces the risk of long covid. It helps reduce the risk of the thing we made up to cover the vaccine injuries that actually were happening. Just mind-blowing stuff. So we're going to go all the way back now to prior to the vaccine being released, I mean the virus itself being released to the world. And this is an important part that people didn't understand and still maybe don't understand about Event 201. We covered this 
very, very early on, before most people knew about the virus in the first place, we knew about Event 201. And what we knew was that when these world organizations like the CIA and the World Health Organization, all these others, when they get together, got together to plan a scenario planning workshop about the virus, their main concern was how do we censor people? How do we control the messaging? How do we get people to take vaccines? That was the only thing they were interested in. Had nothing to do with how do we stop the spread? How do we isolate it? How do we prevent? No, no. It was all about how do we coordinate? And that's what the exercise was for. It wasn't just a simulation. It was a practice run. So everybody goes, okay, you all know your roles now. So when we roll this out and we start censoring people, you know what you're supposed to do and who you're supposed to contact. So let's go now to this video from Event 201 all the way back in 2019, former CIA director Avril Haines and China's CDC director George Gao discuss censoring a lab leak event at Event 201 in October of 2019. Here's them preparing for what they knew to be coming down the pipe, the revelation that this was, in fact, a lab leak virus. Let's watch. More cases in China and also death cases reported. And also uh, my staff told me uh, that before there's misinformation and uh, there's some belief. People believe, you know, this is a man-made, some uh, pharmaceutical company made the virus. So there are some violations, and even you know, death is because of this misinformation. Um, as a, you know, from a, like the CDC, and I don't know if Steve, uh, Steve agree with me, uh, when you are doing the field work, and you like to do some so-called TOT, training of trainers. So we really need to, to train the health workers, especially health care workers, their access to the patients, to the public. So make sure they, they got the right information. So not necessarily, you know, sometimes the healthcare workers, they know something, but they, if they are not well trained, they might give the wrong information, but also they might say something, oh, I don't know. You know, even I don't know, that could hurt. So when I remember that's, uh, that's such a situation remind me, when I was in Sierra Leone, and I was interviewed by radio, the national radio, I was asked by one of the audience to say, okay, we believe, Ebola was man-made. It's transported from, you know, somewhere. So this is, I think, this is very important. We do the TOT. So make sure the healthcare workers have the right information. Okay. Thank you. Avril? I very much agree with that. So, I mean, I think I agree with a lot of what's been said. I just add to it maybe by saying that I think one of the things we want to do is work with telecommunication companies to actually ensure that everybody has access to the kind of communications that we're interested in providing, because that's going to be critical for dealing with, uh, you know, obviously the explosion of the disease. And um, and then another issue, I suppose, is, is just through that, if you have a trusted source, I believe in the idea that we shouldn't be trying to um, control communication, but rather flood the zone, in a sense, with a trusted source that then is <coughs> influential community leaders as well as health workers, as Brad noted, and others on these issues in order to try to amplify the message that's coming through. And I think Tim's absolutely right. I certainly seen the value of communicating constantly on these issues so as to continue to, to deal with, uh, you know, sort of the vacuum that can be created in this circumstance. But then also with the comments made about the fact that for all of the disinformation that will be put out, it's going to be important to actually have a response to those questions and to those concerns, as Stephen said. And uh, and I understand from staff that actually there are also uh, intelligence sources identifying multiple foreign disinformation campaigns. 
and so on. But it's all a part of a larger piece, which is to say that every time there is something that comes out that is, in fact, false information that is starting to actually hamper our ability to address the pandemic, then we need to be able to respond quickly to it. So, again, that was Event 201 in 2019. And that was what the entire Event 201 program event scenario planning was about. Coordinating. I mean, you, just, you heard it all right there. I don't even need to add to that. What I will add is that Avril Haines is the current uh, director of national intelligence. She was a United States deputy national security advisor until Trump got into office. And then she left to do this until Biden got into office when she took an even more powerful position. So she helped coordinate this entire response. And you can hear there how they planned on dealing with it. Never once did they you know, entertain the thought that maybe it was a lab leak and maybe that was accurate information and should be allowed to spread. No, no, from the beginning, from before the virus was even known to the American public, they already had in place that they were going to have direct communication to the telecommunications outlets, meaning the big tech companies and the mainstream media, and that they would flood the uh, you know, flood the, the script with their talking points to overpower anybody contradicting them. That's what they were planning in Event 201. We're going to have to continue this on the other side. There's still more to say. The fight against the New World Order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Again, we will open up the phone lines for your calls this segment and throughout the next hour and a half. And we'll move on from from COVID-19, but this is becoming somewhat of a of a singular topic here. Although this uh, Twitter is not letting me see the the source of this, so uh, I'll just have to go to it from uh, memory. There's a woman named uh, Zainab Tufiki, Zainab Tufiki or something. She calls herself a complex system analysis. Uh, Zainab Tufeki, complex systems, wicked problems, society, technology, science, and more. That's her bio on Twitter. She's a Columbia professor, a New York Times columnist. She writes a newsletter called Insight. She has nearly half a million followers on Twitter and she posted a very interesting paper that she'd written. And this was in response to 
the World Health Organization, quoting the leader of the World Health Organization as saying that masks might actually have a deterious effect. It might actually have a negative effect because it might make people miss out or skip other things they should be doing. So what it was this Tedros guy, what he was saying was, well, you know, you should wear masks, but, you know, you shouldn't let masks make you think that you're protected because you should still be washing your hands and social distancing as well. That was basically the point he was making, saying masks could – we have to just keep in mind that masks could make people feel safe. It's like a safety blanket, and so they ignore other precautions that they could be taking because they think, well, I have a mask on. I'm fine. That's the point he was making about the uh, psychology of masks, which I guess is true. Sure, maybe you go, well, I'm wearing a mask, so I don't need to wash my hands. I I don't know. I don't know. seems kind of nonsense to me, but it doesn't matter. It was about the psychological impact of masks. So she has a problem with this. She actually objects to this and is like, that's ridiculous. That doesn't happen. In fact, the opposite happens. In fact, the opposite happens. And she actually posts a paper that she wrote that says this. Creating new symbolism around wearing a mask. Ritual and solidarity are important in human societies and can combine with visible signals to shape new societal behaviors. Universal mask wearing could serve as a visible signal and reminder of the pandemic. Signaling participation in health behaviors by wearing masks as well as visible enforcement, for example, shops asking customers to wear masks, can increase compliance with public mask wearing, but also other important preventative behaviors. Historically, epidemics are a time of fear, confusion, and helplessness. Mask wearing and even mask making or distribution can provide feelings of empowerment and self-efficacy. Health, especially during a pandemic, is a form of public good in that everyone else's health behaviors improve the health odds of everyone else. And that is not and that it is non-rivalrous in that one person's health does not diminish the health of, of anyone else. This can make masks symbols of altruism and solidarity. So, again, it's like it's not even hidden. It's not like we have to speculate as to what the purpose of any of this is. They write papers that they post on Twitter that go, yeah, the mask is about enforcing compliance. The mask is about creating a sense of solidarity, about providing people a safety blanket that makes them feel good and altruistic and helpful and overcome the fear that we have pumped into them through our false and overwhelming messaging to make them fearful of the virus. So they're the ones saying this. This is a mainstream like thought leader who writes – white papers that help dictate public policy and they say in these white papers masks are there to create a sense of solidarity and ritual right actually says symbolism and ritual it was a symbol it was a ritual it was a social programming social manipulation tool that they were using even though it didn't actually stop the virus even though it wasn't actually effective even though it was just a panacea it was just a false It was a placebo. It was nothing. But it made people feel good. And, of course, the other aspect of that is that then they say, I am good. And this is something I talked about a little bit on the podcast today with Chase Geyser. But people act confused about why people do things that are injurious to themselves, like wear a mask. Like people don't like wearing a mask, but then they put one on every second of the day and they demand that you wear one too. And it's like, why? If you don't like it, why don't you just not wear it? The thing is, people feel self-sacrificial when they do something that they don't actually like they actually feel like it's better it's more effective the more they suffer the more selfless they feel they're being and so 
you know, a mask is, has that extra added layer of, of psychological imperative where people are going, I'm suffering, I'm miserable, I'm wearing this mask and I can't breathe and I can't smell things and nobody can see my face and I'm a, I feel like a slave or a criminal. And that makes me a good person. And you're not doing that. So you're out there living your life free, not subjecting yourself to the pain and suffering that I'm subjecting myself to. That makes you a bad person. You're not as good as me. So this idea of like masks are a symbol of altruism and solidarity. What that means is those of us who wear the mask, we're the good people and we're on one side and everybody else, they're not just outside of our in-group. They're bad. They're not altruistic. They're the meanies that are going to kill us all. Like this was all part of the psychological programming by their own words. So just to just to wrap it all up in a nice little bow before we move on to some other topics, you've got the fact that they created the virus despite knowing that lab leaks were possible. They were stopped from doing it in America, so they offshored it to China where they didn't have the same safety regulations, meaning that an outbreak was even more likely or possible from uh, China. They're, they covered that up when the lab leak origin of the virus was suggested. They covered it up and silenced it and fabricated their own scientific studies in order to supposedly disprove the lab leak theory. All of that was planned prior to the virus ever even being released during the Event 201 program where you had high-level leaders, former heads of the CIA and current Department of National uh, Intelligence chair people coordinating with their Chinese counterparts and the mainstream media to figure out how to silence speculation about a COVID lab leak that they knew was going to come because they knew that COVID was coming and they knew it leaked from a lab because they released it on purpose because all of this is irrefutable evidence of a coordinated plot to do all of this. They did all of this. They forced masks on people in order to psychologically manipulate them into a state of fear and subservience and an in-group, out-group actually taking on the role of the tyrants in imposing ridiculous and unscientific strictures on your friends and family and neighbors and strangers and people who come to your business on behalf of the people that are taking over your country and destroying the world on the back of this virus that they created in a lab. Use the, use the masks as a symbol, as they had coordinated and planned to do uh, during Event 201. All of this to keep people in a state of absolute paralyzing fear until the virus could be released the virus of course that has not just not effectively stopped prevented or even helped to keep an individual away from the virus but instead has caused a massive and unrelenting and still increasing rise in excess mortality absolutely everywhere that it was implemented that we're only just now discovering this was a crime against humanity this was a mass murder on a scale unprecedented in history the people who did it are not just still free and unpunished they're still going on tv and trying to justify their actions despite the fact that we know from the beginning to the end like we're watching oceans 11 we know how the crime was pulled off we know how they planned it we know how they plan to get away with it and still they are treated as experts and are given authority to do this all over again, as they may well be doing. And this is why it's most important to talk about this with the H5N1 virus that is, as we speak, mutating and making its way into ma uh, uh, mammal mammals, like humans, by the way, just on the cusp of passing a secretively discussed and uh, argued pandemic treaty that would surrender all of our autonomy to the unelected globalist combine 
that put us in this place from the very beginning. This is the totality of where we are, okay? So, you know, I know this might be a lot for people that just think like, virus came from a bat and you got to wear a mask and the vaccine was great. Like, none of that was true. So it's not just... It's not just like tossing a pebble at your facade. Your whole facade is collapsed. It's dust. Get over it. Join us in the truth. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does not any introduction. Does such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWarsStore.com. And now... The fourth toothpaste designed by my dad. The last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there, experience these great products and others, and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're going to go ahead and give out the number and open up the phone lines right now. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. Obviously, we spent almost the entire show today talking about various aspects of COVID that have been proven beyond any reasonable doubt to be not just a lie, but a carefully choreographed and orchestrated and pre-planned lie in order to get away with the greater crime of releasing a virus on the world to shut down the economy, usher in the Great Reset, and then force people to take the vaccine that turned out to be a depopulation program. So if you want to talk about that, feel free to call in. If you want to talk about any other topic, also feel free to call in. Again, that number is one 789 2539 Now, there was a video I want to go to. This was actually an interview on the Alex Jones Show yesterday. And we'll go to it in just a second. And again, I obviously I, I shouldn't I shouldn't do this. this is the problem with not having a teleprompter and doing everything live. I should like just dedicate an entire like segment to carefully laying out what I'm talking about. But I also hope people just sort of understand what I'm saying. Talked yesterday about picturing the conspiracy. It's not a web; it's a fractal. How it it's 
you can look at an aspect of it and you can zoom out a thousand times and it looks like you're looking at the same thing, but it's the same thing on a, on a thousand time scale. And, and the fact that all of these various seemingly unrelated topics are somehow in a metaphysical way, just different aspects or different, different faces of the same diamond. They're, they're different manifestations of the same phenomenon. And again, so when I picture it, I just picture like a, like a, like a fractal in, in that, you know, when you watch a, a fractal pattern, it builds on itself. The, the thing that starts small just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but it always looks exactly the same. So January 6th is sort of the perfect example of this because you can't just disprove January 6th. January 6th itself is built on a plethora of lies. It's built on a stack of lies. It's just the top surface. It's just the, the, the you know, liminal top covering of a very deep layer cake of lies. Layer cake of lies. That's what we're dealing with. So what are all of the lies of January 6th? A, a lot of the lies, a lot of the claims of January 6th are on their face self-defeating. They are mutually exclusive. For example, you cannot have a planned insurrection and coup and also say that Trump's speech inspired the violence at the Capitol. These two things cannot both be true. One of them has to be false or both of them are false. The reality is both of them are false. So it's on their face. Those types of lies are, are all over January 6th. But in order to, to really get to the bottom of January 6th, you have to believe that Trump was violent. That's a lie that goes all the way back to 2016. You have to believe the election was totally legitimate, not just you know, not fake, but actually the most safe and secure election in the history of the world, which means you have to believe the lie about mail-in ballots being perfectly safe, right? Like all of this piles on top of one another. And it's almost this bizarre, like, it's like the liberals have like a self-healing construct that they're dealing with to where you could sit there and they could go, look, and not even liberals, just like normal people, they go, well, January 6th was an insurrection, it was a coup, it was an attack on Congress, an attack on our democracy. So all these people are evil and, and they need to be destroyed. And it was the big lie and Donald Trump lied about the election and that's what caused it because these people are cult members. Like all of these lies get built on top of one another. The lie that Trump followers are, are cult members that believe everything he said. The lie that the election was legitimate built on the lie that the people who think the, eject, the election was not legitimate are only think that because they were told it by Trump and they have no evidence for it. Like all of these are lies. So but the self-healing aspect is like you could go in – and again, I had this conversation personally with, with a family member of mine where I was talking about January 6th and going, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't – Trump didn't inspire violence, and they were like, well, you know, this is just what Trump does though. And it's like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, like when in the election when he would like tell people to attack you know, protesters, and it's like he never told people to attack protesters. He made jokes about keeping their coats because protesters would break into his rally and cause a, a big scene and attack people and then go to the coat check and be like, may I have my coat, please? And it was just like, no, send them out, kick them out. Sorry, you lose your coat when you do this. And it was a joke, obviously. And of course, 
the Trump supporters were the ones under relentless attack during 2016, and it never stopped. It never ended. There were never – like even just on its face, why was there never violence at Hillary Clinton rallies? Was because Hillary Clinton wasn't calling for violence? No, it's because Trump supporters didn't show up to Hillary Clinton rallies and attack the people there. There, were, there was violence at Trump rallies, not because Trump was violent, but because the opposition would show up and attack Trump supporters. Like it's so simple. And so you could go in – and I could lay out all of 2016, every instance of supposed violence from Trump supporters and actual violence of, uh, of Antifa and, and anti-Trump activists. And you could sit down with somebody and show them beyond any reasonable doubt, here's how they lied about it. Here's the reality. See, Trump never called for violence in 2016. And you might even be able to get through to them. And at the end of it, they might go, hey, you know what? You're right. Um, I was wrong. I really thought Trump was, was violent, but uh, – no, it looks like he was the victim of violence in 2016. And you go, okay, all right, now we've dealt with, with the, the, the primordial lie. We've dealt with the seed lie. So now you get how all of this is fake, right? And they, it wouldn't have any effect. It wouldn't matter. It's like it's very weird. It's like they have all of these beliefs in lies, stacked on lies, stacked on lies, stacked on lies. And you can remove one, and like the structure doesn't wobble, it doesn't shake. They don't extrapolate that to everything else and go – Oh my God! So if, if Trump wasn't violent in 2016, you know, how can I blame him for this? And you know, how can I think that what happened on January 6th is so crazy and violent when all of this was happening in 2020 to an even greater degree, and, and nobody reported on it? Like they don't they don't take that next leap to what else has occurred and what else has happened, and, and you can remove a, a primary brick from the construct. And it's just like Morse. It's just like there again. They're just like, yeah, but you know, he's still he's a violent guy, and the way he talks is is violent. It's just like I, I don't know. I don't know what mental illness they have that allows them to maintain a conclusion even when the proof of the conclusion has been disproven. I don't get it, but it's true. It happens. It's real, and it's incredibly troubling. But I want to go now to clip number seven. There's a video. From the Alex Jones Show, FBI facial recognition confirms majority of initial capital breachers were, in fact, federal agents. Let's watch. The most important part. Uh, I have been uh, kind of quiet about it in the public because I was hoping it would flesh, flesh out uh, in the Proud Boys trial in the courtroom. There are whistleblowers internally uh, that Tucker had indicated that there was facial recognition of the individuals at that frontline breach, that first breach where the barricades were, where the guy, Ryan Samshell with the red hat was, and Ray Epps was whispering in his ear. They have internal whistleblowers who are, uh, they're prohibited from volunteering this information, but if called to testify, would certainly do that. They found that the majority of the people at that first breach were feds, in fact. It was a difficult time finding people uh, to prosecute. The majority of them, I will state. Now, that will have to be stated. Uh, by those whistleblowers if called to testify. But in most cases, the judges, and this has been the pushback, the attorneys say that the judge will shut it down because they're on a fishing expedition. This evidence exists. Tucker Carlson admitted to that last week. There is plenty of evidence of all of these federal agents, quite a few of them. Why can't we see it? Because it might reveal that they were the ones that were, in fact, breaking the law and provocateuring and causing people to do things they normally wouldn't do. 
You know, uh, we're invest there's a major investigation going on uncovering the, uh, the the cartel deeply embedded in bribing public officials. Uh, and, and this is not conspiracy theory. Even El Chapo, through his uh, through his testimony and also leaks through his attorney, that these politicians, if you ever wondered why the system is so corrupt, like the judges like Kelly, they're on the payroll. They get bribed. They get their trinkets on the side. They get the these mortgage refinances. We're investigating that. And uh, it's not a conspiracy theory because the uh, president of Mexico is on the payroll of the Sinaloa cartel. Uh, the uh, FBI director was just uh, brought up for trial. But that is a major, major investigation going on. And it's easy to, uh, to, 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 to see the anomalies when you do open source research uh, because right, – So again, the, the important part uh, there was the, the fact that we know that there were federal agents embedded in the crowd in January 6th. And again, it's like how much do you have to deconstruct? The purpose of January 6th was totally legitimate. It was a appropriate – free speech protest because the election was in fact stolen then it, there were provocateurs and there was aggression by the police who then retreated opened the doors and let everybody in and they're saying that's a coup a treasonous coup i mean how much do we have to destroy this ladies and gentlemen we have a new toothpaste that my dad a retired dentist and oral surgeon developed dr jones naturals tumor toothpaste that just came into stock and I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils. It is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com. Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form. And we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com.